welcome to Cosmic CEO. I'm your host, Kinsey Madsen, and in this podcast, we're going to talk about everything from marketing to branding to mindset. I am so glad you found your way here. Now, let's get into some juicy content. Hi, guys. I may be like a little manic right now. It's 1 a.m. I just got back from a concert, and I had multiple energy drinks at the concert, and I'm just feeling a little bit wired. I set an intention. I was making like a... (laughs) sounds so cheesy now. But I was making like a fall bucket list and a winter bucket list. And I put different sections like business, personal, um, relationships... I don't remember what else, maybe travel. And I was just putting down all my separate goals for like the different categories. And I just was like, I want to be more consistent with my podcast. Like it just sounds fun right now. Um, And so I guess me feeling like wired and inspired to record this at 1am may be part of that manifesting. (laughs) I checked this. I don't like look very often at the downloads, especially when I'm not being consistent with it. I just kind of like put them out when I feel called to and let what needs to happen happen. And I was like, what? It just, it blows me away. Podcasts are so weird and awesome and amazing and unvalidating. And by that, I just mean I never know if people are listening. It's like me staring at my screen and just talking about shit, usually at random times and random places. And so when I see people are listening, it always like gives me a boost of being excited to record again, which is honestly pathetic. <laughs> if I was like, I, I, I'm not saying this in a good way. I'm not saying this in a like do this way, but I'm just telling you the truth. It always like, it just gives me this boost of like energy when I remember that people actually listen. So thank you for being here. Um, it's been, it it actually hasn't been that long. I think it's only been like a month, but so much has happened. Um, I feel like I died and came back to life again, not to sound dramatic, but I, I truly believe that. I had the best birthday ever, actually. Um, my best friend Lexi, we were going to, I like just didn't feel stressed about this birthday. I didn't want to put any pressure on anything. I was actually really exhausted because I've been traveling so much this summer. And so I was just like, I have like no worries about this birthday. Um, I just, I just was excited to celebrate, but I, I literally had zero plans and I felt like totally okay with that. So a couple days before, um, my friend Lexi was like, let's go feed the penguins. There's like an aquarium nearby and you can feed the penguins. And I've always wanted to do it. And so I was like, okay, awesome. That sounds super fun. And we decided to do it the day before my birthday. So as we were driving to the aquarium, she like kept missing the exits. And I was like, what's going on? Like what, you know, like I, I was honestly not that nice about it. I was like, you idiot, like take the next exit. And it just kept happening over and over again. And then after like the fifth exit, she missed Morgan. So I was also with my sister Morgan and my other friend, Melissa and Morgan passed up a present and she was like, here, like open this. And I opened it and it was mini ears and I just started crying and I was like, what the crap? And, and like, she was like, we're going to Disneyland right now. Morgan packed all of your stuff. It was literally like the most euphoric experience ever. It was so, cr- I've never had something like that before. It was the most thoughtful, sweet present I've ever received. Just because it was like, I 
I, I, I literally felt like I like went in a portal, like not packing anything, not just like expecting to go feed the penguins and not even like thinking of anything. And then literally being on the way to the airport and like having a flight in two hours. It was, it was so fun and magical and it was the best day. It was just so good. I literally can't even say how good it was. And I, part of me like hesitates even telling the story because I'm like, I have the best friends. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> there's there's abundance of friends, but you can't steal mine. I'm sorry because they're actually the best. So it was it was just so fun and so magical, and just kind of like re made me excited about life again. Um, I just love Disneyland. I'm such a fucking like Disney adult. It's so cool, <laughs> so cool of me. Um, but it was just so fun. And then the next week, I had a concert with my mom, and it was Weezer, Green Day, and Fall Out Boy, which are, like, three bands that I've never seen live. They were, like, kind of the last ones on my list. The last one still that's, like, a band I've wanted to see forever is My Chemical Romance, and I'm going to see them next year. But those were, like, the, like, three really big ones, and it was the best concert ever. It was so fun. Um, any single time I go to a concert, I mean, it's literally like right now I'm buzzing with euphoria and that's kind of what I wanted to talk about. But every single time I go, I just, I'm like revitalized in a way that I didn't even know I needed to be revitalized. Um, so it was so good. And then we went to Disney again. (laughs) It's like, it's been the most insane. I literally went to Disney three times in a month and I never once was sick of it. And I always wanted to go back. So I guess that means it's my true passion. Um, so I had that that was super fun. And then I had one more concert, me and Cammie and Morgan went to a Jonas Brothers concert and I didn't really, I'm not like a Jonas Brothers super fan, but I really used to be. And I was like obsessed with their music and I was obsessed with Joe and it was it was maybe the best concert I've ever been to. It was so fun. Something about it. And it was really fun too because Morgan, she like doesn't really like concerts. At least that's what she says. But she had never been to a concert of somebody she like really cares about. And so she was having so much fun. And it was so fun to go with Cammie too. And it was just like, this is the point. This is this is why I run a business is I have the best employees ever. We get to go do random fun things. Like it's there's there's no rules to how you have to run your business business or run your life and it just has felt like the past two months has been like example after example that I get to do things exactly how I want to do I get to live my life exactly how I want to live it there's no point to having like a set of rules of how other people are expecting you to live your life which by the way they're probably not even expecting you to live it that way you're like projecting whatever stories you picked up But people are so involved in their own life and they're so worried about their own life and what they're doing and and their goals and maybe the things that are happening to them, whatever it is, they're so wrapped up in their own life that they actually really don't give a shit. And so it's just a waste of time to not do exactly what you want and to not live exactly as you want. But that's not what I'm coming on here to talk about. (laughs) What I'm coming on here to talk about is getting really good at what you do. And I keep having this thought come up and I thought, like, I don't know if this is a course I need to do on this situation. So I'm just going to do a podcast episode for now. But it just keeps coming up over and over again. And this is this is the fact that if you get really, really good at what you do and you're also doing this work of like 
growing your mindset and just overall self-development as well as building your business and showing up. If you focus, if your biggest priority is getting better at what you do, the money will follow. If you're showing up with this deep passion for whatever your business is, and that passion is something that no matter what, you wouldn't be able to put that fire out. Somebody commented, I like shared a picture on Instagram that said, it was like in a book I was reading that said something, it's like the quote we've all heard of, what would you do if you knew you would be successful? And I like love that quote. Every single time I think of it, it kind of like, I mean, it's just a good one to think of right now. Like literally, what would you do? If you knew you'd be successful. But the problem is that I always run into with this quote is I'm like, there's a billion fucking things. There's so many things I would do if I knew I could be successful. I would want to do, I would want to be a novelist. I would want to be a musician. I would want to be like all these things come to my mind that are just like so many things. And it's, it's, I never have like a lack of ideas for things I want to do. And I think probably a lot of you resonate with that, even if it's just in a way of like having kind of indecision about what to do with your business or what direction to take it. Um, but somebody said, somebody messaged me and said, I think, what book was it from? I wish I could remember. Uh, I think it was from big magic. I think that's what it's called. Anyway, she was saying that the, the author says in there, um, what would you do? What would you still do if you knew you were going to fail? And that question for me, this was just a couple days ago that she messaged me that, but I am like blown away by that. And it goes along with everything I've really been thinking about lately, because the truth is the thing that we're really good at deep down, it that flame can't be put out. And even if we failed over and over and over again, we would still want to do the thing. And I've talked about this before in an episode where I was talking about consistency recently. I don't know what number it was, but if you have to talk yourself into being consistent now, I'll finish my thought and then I'll, I'll kind of like backtrack. But if you have to talk yourself into being consistent with something, it's not your thing right? So if you literally have to sit there and be like, you need to be consistent and show up in this way and get better at this thing. And you're like having to talk yourself into it. I want you to take a step back and say, is this really what I want to be doing? And I want you to look at your life and say, what are the things that I'm doing? Even when I don't, when I don't need to be doing anything, what are the things that my mind wanders to? And this doesn't have to mean you're doing a whole huge shift in your business. If you're like, "Mm, I don't really know. I don't know because I do have to kind of think about being consistent in my business. I mean, there's definitely things in my business that I don't love to do. And there's times in my business that I'm, I'm not loving to show up the past couple weeks. I mean, I got really, really sick after the concert. I honestly think I had COVID. I had multiple tests. Um, and it always came back negative. Morgan and Cammie got really sick too. And they always, they came back negative too. Um, but I've completely lost my smell. And like, I had every single symptom of COVID literally down to like the T and down to the fact that I was like, I, it was the worst sickness I've ever had. Um, it was really bad. (laughs) If it wasn't COVID, we need to be afraid of what it was. (laughs) Just kidding. But anyways, There's definitely times like whether it's you're sick or you're going through a rut or you're in the void and you can't decide where you want to go. And there's there's times in my business that it's hard for me to show up consistently. But the truth is the majority of the time 
I'm really excited to do all of the things in my business. I'm really excited to create content. I love creating content, right? The way I teach marketing, the way I teach showing up on Instagram, it's really centered around content creation. If you hate creating content, there's a million other ways you can build your business. You don't have to build your business by showing up on Instagram consistently. If that's literally so hard for you that, that you're having to talk yourself into it, figure out a different way. They're, they're, like this, I have had this thought with my dogs because Bruce has been really hard. <laughs> Burger was hard, but I don't know if it's because I have two. Bruce is also just like way more stubborn than Burger. He's been really, Burger potty trained really easy and Bruce still isn't potty trained. He's seven months old. I mean, he does better, but there's days where I'm just like, what is going on? You're, it feels like you're like an eight week old puppy. And so I've just had to like be really, my patience is running thin on certain days. So anyways, I just have had this thought though, that there's, there's always like a cheat code around it. I mean, I love the name. That's my friend P's podcast, which by the way, I did a podcast episode with her. It's so good. It's one of my favorites. Her podcast is cheat code with P. I've talked about her on here before. I love the way she thinks, but anyways, so a little shout out to her there, but I like to think of when, when something, it feels like I'm just running into a brick wall over and over again, for example, with like the potty training thing, or trying to think of some other things. It's always been stuff with, with Bruce, like it's, it's always been stuff around that because it feels like the hardest thing in my life right now. And that's kind of pathetic because it really isn't that hard. But anyways, anytime I am having like an issue where I'm like, what is going on? I'm out of patience. Nothing's flowing. I just remind myself like there's a cheat code. There's something that I'm missing. That's just one thing I can do. That's going to make this situation a lot easier. Um, so I, I try to think of that with business. If you're sitting there and you've been trying to do the same thing over and over and over again, I want you to say, what's the cheat code here? What's, what's the loophole, right? That's actually not the right word. Maybe more like portal. Maybe, I don't know why loophole came up, but that's not what I'm saying. Where's the portal? Where's the shortcut? I guess is what I was saying. Not loophole, shortcut. Where's the shortcut? Because there's always a shortcut, if you're sitting feeling like you're trying to force something, I want you just to ask yourself and just be open and be curious about it. Where is the shortcut in this path? What am I trying to force that could be so much easier if I did it some some other way, right? And I think this is why like identity work is so important because a lot of times just shifting your identity is the shortcut. I was having like some stressful stuff with trying to figure out just just like different, I really my past self really struggled with like the masculine side of business, like keeping track of numbers and saving and different things like that. Like I just, I'm really good at letting money flow, but I'm also trying to get better at like saving it and investing it and just getting systems set up that like are more grown up stuff on that side of things. And I felt like I was forcing everything. I was like, this doesn't feel right. Um, it just felt very heavy and like I couldn't make my way through this path. And then I just asked myself, who do I need to become to shift out of this? And that was a shortcut. 
It was just about me becoming the person who isn't afraid of having to deal with that type of stuff and who easily organized her things and who likes it and who finds joy in saving money and who finds joy in setting up systems that are like automating things and different, just different masculine stuff like that, that I was so afraid of. Instead of sitting there and forcing myself to do this thing that I'm afraid of, I was just like, oh, I just have to become the person who isn't afraid of that, right? I don't even remember how I got to this topic <laughs> about shortcuts, but that's that. That's the end of that train of thought. But back to what I was saying, I guess, kind of about consistency. Um, whatever it is that you want to build a business out of, you have got to get really good at that. And that is not something I can teach. And that's why I'm like kind of running into this brick wall that I guess I need to just be like, what's the shortcut around this is because I want, I don't know how to fully articulate this and to help you through this with doing a course, because this is just something you have to spend the time to search and find within yourself. And I don't think this is something of like, oh, this is my purpose. I think that feels really heavy and hard and scary. And it feels like we only have one purpose. I want you to more so think of it as like, like you're a artisan of some sort. And what is your art? What are you creating? Are you really obsessed with fashion and you've always been obsessed with styling and what's cool and what's the next big thing and you love selling stuff to people? Then great. You should have a boutique. You really should. And you should go all in and you should get better at it. I talk to so many people who will be like, I want a boutique, but I hate. They're, they're like, I love fashion, but I hate shipping stuff out. I hate showing up on Instagram talking about stuff. I hate selling. And I'm like, okay, well, you shouldn't start a boutique then because that's a lot of what you're going to be doing, right? So I want you to think of what the things are that you really love and then detach the story from how that has to happen. I think we see people running successful businesses and we think our business has to look like theirs. I get wrapped up in this all the time where the courses that I teach are actually very... I, I like to think that they're anti-strategy because they're, they're, I talk about strategy in a way that's completely different than anybody else talks about, but I still do talk about strategy. It's, there's not much fluff in there and it's very like step by step. This is how you do this. It's very systemized. It's very, it would maybe feel masculine compared to other horses that are a lot more just like live and going off the cuff and like very, like manifesty and flow and I talk about that stuff but it's not the main thing but I'll see somebody that I like post this new program and it's like a group coaching program it's like one word it's super sexy and like dark and dramatic and I because I can feel their power behind their brand I start to think is that how I'm supposed to be showing up is that how I should be doing stuff I hate more than anything having a commitment on my schedule um, it's like my worst thing in the world and I feel trapped and I feel awful. But then I see these people showing up in this way and these people having these cool coaching programs. And because I'm feeling the magnetism behind their program, I sometimes start spiraling and think that's what I'm supposed to do. This is something I used to do too. This is tying it all back together. What even first, where this thought first came from is I would go to like concerts and I would love it so much. I still do obviously, 
I talked about that for a while, but I would go to a concert and then I would start kind of spiraling and I would be like, am I supposed to like be a musician? I do. I like always, I mean, you guys know if you've listened for a while, I like used to teach piano lessons. I'm super into music. and I'm super into making music and playing music. It's like a very big passion of mine. And so I go to these things and I'm like, am I supposed to be a musician? And then I spiral. And what I've realized is the beauty in concerts isn't that we all need to be doing what they're doing. It's, holy shit, this person has gotten so good at what they do. I want to get really good at what I do. And it doesn't matter what that thing is. The exciting thing to me about a concert now isn't that it's possible to be a musician. It's that it's possible to do anything. And look at the people who are such skilled performers who create these songs that like literally make us feel something like that we don't even know how to describe. Think of when you like listen to your favorite song. It's it's a sort of feeling that you literally, to me, there's there's no other way to get that feeling. The feeling that you get from good music, there's no other way to find that. That doesn't mean we're all supposed to be musicians. And that's obvious. And it feels even silly saying it. But I just think we naturally, we feel these magnetism from these things. And we think it means we have to do the same thing. There's a million different ways you can make money. There is a million trillion different ways you can make money. And so if you're hating certain parts of your business, I want you to say, how can I shift this? Maybe it's how can you hire people to help you and support you. But I think a lot of times it could easily just be shifted to a different business model or a different type of business. Maybe you don't want to be a boutique. Maybe you want to be a stylist. Maybe that's what excites you the most. It's scary because we want the instant money. We want to fill the money for some reason. And I don't know where this comes from. I like want to like meditate on this more. And by meditate, I mean, let this idea marinate more. <laughs> but like I, I was watching the Lou Rich documentary and I just was like, there's so much pain that is caused to people. And I think the coaching industry does this a lot, but it's, it's this like a- obsession with getting rich quick. And I don't know where it comes from. I I truly think it comes from the fact that deep in our souls, we know that there's no such thing as lack and we know we can create whatever reality we want to, but then it gets wrapped up in like the matrix. And it's like when we're searching this, like getting rich vibe, we're like on this hamster wheel of never being able to get there. I don't even remember why I was saying this. Oh, because... When we're wanting to fully commit, sorry, I was just itching my hand. I, and it was actually really close to the microphone. So if you heard like a gross itch, itching, I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyways, we want to like fully commit to our passion, whatever that is. But we're, we're putting it on this like this ticking time bomb of this has to make me money by this amount of time. I'm only doing this because I want it to be successful. And this brings us all the way back around to that initial quote of what would you do even if you knew you were going to fail? That's where your power lies. That's where your passion is. Maybe you haven't found it yet. You've got to go out there and live and figure out what the hell you like to do. It's okay if it shifts. It's okay if it changes. I might, whenever I say I hate something, all of a sudden a month later, 
it's like it appears in my reality and I love it. I don't know what this thing is that happens. I Maybe it's just me rebelling from myself. I'm like such a rebel that even when I say stuff, my mind like figures out a way to rebel. I don't know. So anyways, in a month, I might all of a sudden be like, I want to do just one-on-one coaching. And that would be fine. And that would be awesome. But I am doing the work and constantly thinking about it. And not in a way that it feels like a hustle or heavy or anything like that. I'm just obsessed with being the best I can in my business because it excites me so much. And it's so fun to me. I love the things that I do. If you're hating the things that you do, you're not going to feel motivated to get better. You're going to be chasing something. You're going to be chasing whether it's a money goal, a lifestyle goal that you think is going to fulfill you. But the fulfillment is going to come from you seeing progress in whatever it is you're working on, in whatever sort of skill it is. And I think sometimes we get, we get um, what's the word I'm looking for, like discouraged because we think it needs to be this big, perfect box of like, this is by talent. This is what I do. Or even I know some people can feel really triggered by like talents because we we think talent has to look like, oh, I'm a good dancer. Oh, I'm a good singer. I'm a good, like, it's these weird things that actually are, I don't actually, I'm not even going to say that. I was going to put a story in your head. The, these weird things that aren't as, like, common and they're not as, they're, they're just, they're really cool and they're, like, very romantic, um, but they just aren't as... I don't even want to say realistic, but it's just kind of these like crazy things. And we think that our passion has to be something like that. But maybe yours is helping people. Maybe you really love helping people. Get really good at helping people. Whatever your business is right now, I want you to look at it and I want you to say, what do I love? What do I love that I'm doing in this business? And then I want you to ask yourself, how can I get even better at this? How can I prioritize being the very best at this? I don't do one-on-one design work anymore at all for anyone. I haven't for a really long time. I took on a project like a year ago and I had to, it was a really big project and I had to completely refund her because I just couldn't do it. I'm like super, it's just not my thing. It's, It's not my path anymore. Even though I love to do it still, it just never happens. So anyways, I don't do one-on-one design work anymore. I still love design. I design all of my own stuff. Um, I don't think I'll ever pass that off. I sometimes think like, should I? Should I outsource this? But it's something that brings me so much joy in my business. And because of that, I'm constantly working on new projects to sharpen my skills. And it's it's not in a way that I'm going to directly see a return on me getting better at design, but it's in a way that over time, exponentially, I'm going to grow a following. I'm going to grow a business that comes to me as the authority in that. And then they in turn want to take my courses where I teach them how to design or where I teach them how to build a brand, right? Do you see how it's it's not... It's not a one, two, three, four, five step process. Like it's not something 
that you can say this is this is how it's going to make sense and by me getting better at styling outfits this is how my career path is going to be or by me dedicating myself to becoming trauma certified this is what I'm going to create out of it you just have to listen to those intuitive pings and those those feelings those desires of like I want to get really good at this and I want to learn about this and I want to take this course and I want to do this program and let it be that Let that be enough of whatever the thing is that you want to commit to being the next step. Remove the pressure that it has to immediately turn into income, that it has to immediately turn into this successful business. I will randomly use stuff in my business that I learned 10 years ago and haven't even thought about since, but those things come in in handy in times that you don't realize it. And so I guess my biggest thing is just kind of, A challenge to remove the pressure of making money from whatever it is that you love to do to still be doing the things. I think my biggest actually purpose is helping people who are really good at what they do, who really are dedicated to their craft, helping them make a shit ton of money. Because the problem is that sometimes we run into is the people who are dedicated at being really good at what they do, sometimes they struggle to build a business because building a business isn't what they're the best at. They're, They're the best at their craft or whatever it is that they're selling. And so my purpose feels like teaching those people how to make it feel fun and easy. And the first step in that, in realizing you can run a business, and you can be super successful and it can be really fun and really abundant, is understanding it doesn't have to look the way that anybody else is running their business. It doesn't have to look the same. It's going to be better if it doesn't look the same because that's going to stand out, right? And I really don't like quote unquote, like trying to stand out for the point of standing out. I think it's cringe and inauthentic. And I think you then start just, you're, you're just focused on how other people are perceiving you instead of just what you want to do. But from like a strategic standpoint, if you're running your business exactly how you want to run your business, you are going to stand out more. And it's not going to feel like pulling teeth. It's not going to feel like me being annoying and yelling at you to be consistent When you decide to run your business how you want to run your business, when you decide to market yourself how you want to market yourself, and you fully commit to that, and you're doing the scary things. This doesn't mean when I'm saying do what's easy, do what's flow. You've got to be willing to get uncomfortable. You've got to be willing to do the things that might feel like a push because that's going to help you leap to the next level. But... The basis of your business is joy, is expansion, is passion, is doing what you love. Those scary, uncomfortable moments aren't going to feel as scary because you're not putting pressure on, I've got to do this thing because I have to build my business, I have to reach this goal, and I have to do this, and I have to to get rich, and I have to blah, blah, blah. You guys know more than anyone how much I love money and how much I love having a, a lifestyle where I can do whatever I want to do. But that comes when you are fully dedicated to building a business that excites you, building a business that lights you up, and then you're taking the steps. You're building the systems. You're doing the things. You're being consistent in a way, showing up and selling, that then the money follows. It, it's, it doesn't have to be hard. Take a deep breath in and out. Oh... It, it gets to be easy. It gets to be fun. 
Shift into the person who understands that because she's inside of you somewhere. It's just about remembering that. It's about remembering your power. It's about realizing that the scarcity that you're having around money, the the panicky, frantic feelings of trying to make more, that's just because deep down you know you can have whatever you want. Work on remembering that. Work on remembering your passion. Work on remembering what really lights you up and getting better at that. And then get back to me because I know it's going to make a big change in your business and your life. Okay, I love you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for following my random trains of thought. <laughs> Hoping to be more consistent with this podcast. Um, kind of scared to say that out loud because then sometimes, like I said, I want to rebel and do the exact opposite. But I love hanging out here with you guys and just kind of letting my mind ramble. <laughs> it's fun. It's like therapy to me. And then I always leave and I'm like, oh, that was good. That that was a good release. So I guess thanks for being my therapist in a weird way. If you're not following me yet on Instagram, I would love to have you join us over there. Um, my Instagram is Kinsey Madsen, K-I-N-Z-I-E-M-A-D-S-E-N. Um, I always have a fun course open for enrollment. I don't know which one it's going to be when you listen to this. So just head over to my Instagram and see what we are working on, what fun program is open. Um, yeah, I think that's it. If you haven't yet and you listen on Apple Podcasts, I would be the world's most grateful woman if you left a review. It really helps us get in front of more eyes. Um, I'm not in front of more eyes. Well, I guess at first you look at my podcast, and then you listen. It gets it helps us get in front of more eyes and inside more ears. <laughs> okay, that's all. Man, I don't know if recording at 1 a.m. is a good idea. I guess we'll see. If this episode was helpful, let me know. So I don't spiral about releasing an episode to thousands of people that I kind of just recorded half high, half on energy drinks. <laughs> Okay, that's it. I love you. Goodbye.